Welcome to the first ever Lander Bet Sports podcast here for you guys on Spotify and wherever you are getting your podcast. This is the first ever episode of this podcast coming to you guys. Uh, hopefully some of you have already seen me on a couple of other shows there for the lines.com talking uh, basketball and MLB also on uh, the gold boys media live stream show four days a week uh, at 1 PM Eastern every single day talking all variety of sports over there as well. Um, and yeah, moving forward, this is going to be what you can expect on the daily here. Uh, obviously it's a slow time in sports, especially this week as it is the MLB all-star game, meaning we've got home run derby and that game and a couple of days off in between before we get back to baseball regular season action but we do have the nba summer league going on i just got back from vegas actually after three straight nights i'd say my voice is still pretty intact for being out there in the dry desert so i feel pretty good about that Um, but it is monday july 10th as i'm recording this and putting this out for you guys and we'll be putting out some summer league bets for you including a few futures after watching uh, a couple guys play and just going i think i've seen enough i I know who's going to be uh pretty good in the nba we'll talk about it obviously a couple of the guys at the top of the draft and maybe a few sleepers there as well. So I definitely want to like and subscribe if you are into this content that I am bringing you. Um, Like I said, it will be coming consistently. So it'd be great to have you guys following along each and every day. Uh, As I mentioned, the NBA is really my bread and butter. Already up seven units uh, in the first three or four days of NBA Summer League action in Vegas. So feeling really good about the way I can keep rolling along and finding these good value plays. Uh, Also doing plenty of MLB, specifically player props on the lines.com. Make sure you're checking out those uh, that YouTube page as well for the lines as that's where you can find myself, my co-host on the basketball and baseball podcast, Nate Weitzer, who writes for them as well uh, as I do. So there's plenty to talk about, uh, or plenty, plenty of content to find there uh, on those channels as well. And then I'll be bringing it over here. I'll get into the, the WNBA uh, a bit as that is something that I have gotten into this year a lot more. And it's a really great product and, and some pretty fun action that you can find there um, for the, the WNBA as well. And then obviously when the NFL gets back into action, uh, then definitely jump into that. We'll have a weekly player props video on the lines.com that we'll be bringing you guys. And I'll be bringing some of that stuff over here for you as well. Um, I just wanted to let you know, uh, you know, you can also follow me on Twitter at JL Boogie with a Y at the end there. Usually put a bunch of picks up on there as well as in the Discord for both the lines.com uh, and Go Boys Media if you want to find those uh, picks, like I said, on Discord. You'll only be getting picks that I am making. Uh, I'll talk about other things that maybe I'm not playing, but I'll be very crystal clear about the bets that I am making, including the ones that I'm going to give you here in just a second. Uh, I have an empty YouTube page as well, but as soon as I'm able to get some more videos on there with legit graphics that's really mostly what i'm waiting on is getting everything in order so that those videos are pretty uh, clear you know with the picks that i'm making we can put up some graphics showing you what i'm talking about there so let's go ahead and just jump right into what i'm talking about here for nba summer league just so you know i'm never going to give you a lock anything that's guaranteed that's not how sports betting works uh you can't just actually predict the outcome of things but you can make plenty of smart plays and find plenty of uh, plenty of plays that you know provide a lot of return for you as well i am going to be hitting plenty of sort of minus 110s and things of that nature but i do love the the, the value that you can find for some player props here in summer league um, being offered now both on DraftKings and FanDuel and a few other places including bovada which is one that i won't try to use as much as i can although bovada has gotten so much better uh with their sort of competitive markets so there is sometimes value to be found by using bovada but i'm not really trying to promote that one quite as much so we'll focus a bit more on the bigger legal U.S. sports book here, and that'll be predominantly what I'm giving you uh, in terms of where I'm finding these bets. So first game for Summer League on Monday, July the 10th. 
looking at Indiana Pacers. They might have the best roster. Um, it's between them and the Oklahoma City Thunder right now for Summer League. I watched both those teams play live um, over the weekend and feel, you know, been watching Oklahoma as well when they were in Sacramento or Utah, rather, playing uh, in that tournament, the, the um, whatever the one in Salt Lake City is called. But, you know, they're, between Benny Matz um, and then you've got uh, uh, Andrew Nemhard and Isaiah Jackson, three dudes that had like, a lot of minutes last year for a decent uh, Pacers team, especially with Tyrese Halliburton playing there. But you, you, Jarris Walker, the rookie uh, who they really stole, honestly, where they got him uh, after the trade that they made with the Wizards who wanted to be Kulibali uh, got it right. Um, but Jarris Walker is a beast, man. He's already an NBA body. Like he's a massive six, seven, six, eight. Uh, and he has handles and he has, he's quick as hell. He's stealing the ball from, he's picking guards pockets out there uh, with his size. And he was incredible. But first bet is Indiana minus five and a half. Um, I just, Orlando's okay. Uh, honestly, I mean, Anthony Black has, has shown some flashes. They do have veteran Kevon Harris playing. Uh, he scored 21 in their last game uh, where they, they, I believe they lost to uh, not that great uh, team in, the, in their first game here on Saturday. Uh, they were not that impressive. Yeah, losing to Detroit, who then got waxed by Houston. Um, and, and you know, they looked all right, but that's really the only two guys that are doing much for them. And so there's no way that I think they can hang with this Pacers team, who I don't think is going to be playing all three of those dudes I told you about uh, a minute ago for moving past this game. This is the last time that we'll see them. So, you know, at least 20 to 30 minutes for those guys uh, is, is a good reason to feel good about Indiana winning. But this game by six uh, is minus five and a half in most places. Now I would still hit that. Um, and I'm going to hit Jairus Walker as well. Benny Matherin is too high. Andrew Nemhard is too high. Like you don't get much for them at this point. I hit Isaiah Jackson plus 550 to get 20 in the last game. Now it's uh, down to plus 160 for him to get 25 or to get 20 points in this one. You really got to go all the way up to 25. I just don't know. They're going to give other guys opportunities, uh, I believe. And and like I said, Jairus Walker, I think, will continue to get opportunities. So I'm going for his props, 15 plus, and I'm going to ladder them. Uh, So for for those of you who might not know what that means, like I'm looking at him to score 15 plus points and 20 plus points and 25 plus points. So those are three different bets all around his points sort of going up uh, in in value in, in in return and you know the number of points that he needs to score so 15 points is plus 114 on FanDuel half a unit there uh, 20 plus points is plus 320 on FanDuel a quarter of a unit there and then just 0.1 units on him to get 25 at plus 950 just to like I said ladder it up and get all three bets covered in case he does get all the way up to 25 points and even if he only gets 20 points I would win money with the way that I'm structuring this bet even if he only gets uh, tw- if he gets 20 points I'm definitely winning a bunch of money so um, you know I feel that that's one way to do things just so you know what a unit is it's an it's an individual uh metric that you use to describe how you know how uh the value of the bets that you're making you can decide that a unit one unit is worth fifty dollars and then you just sort of make every bet off that so if one unit is fifty dollars uh betting half a unit would be betting twenty five dollars you can really read a bit more about that for anybody who, who needs to learn more but let's move on uh that that's what i got for the pacers game the, the suns and the heat game was a game i was really trying to take advantage of uh miami is was minus four they're actually minus four and a half now on most books uh, as people are realizing that they are much better than the suns who are very bad the thing is is like we're all waiting on news about nikola Yo- uh, jovic and jaime jaquez and and Jovic has seems to have more of a chance to play in this one. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The game starts here in about three hours and three and a half hours as I'm recording this. Uh, and there's no props up because they're really worried about um, the player props. They're, 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 the book wants to know 
is Jaime Jaquez going to play? Is Nikola Jovic going to play? Jaime Jaquez doesn't really look like he's going to be playing, to be honest, uh, the way that his shoulder injury, he seems like he's going to actually be a pretty important player, uh, rotational guy for them. So I don't know that they're going to play him with a shoulder injury. Had an MRI, it was negative, but still he's he's day to day and it just it does, seems still too early. Jovic might be the same thing. He got a little bit injured with uh, on his foot uh, in the last game where the Heat, uh, they, they won that first game that they played here against the Celtics by 11. Uh, and they all looked really good, including Orlando Robinson, who is playing and so that's why even if those two dudes don't play I might think Orlando Robinson at seven feet tall with the ability to shoot 75 percent from deep like he did in that first game feel pretty good that uh, he's going to be the best player on the floor in this game against the Phoenix Suns who just have a really bad roster to be honest with you uh, that they brought here to Vegas they've got a couple guys that actually showed out a little bit Dame um, from Dayton their second round pick Tumani Kamara looks okay but like the fact that I'm mentioning his name on here is not really a great sign because I don't think most of you have heard of him I hadn't until I looked him up a bit more uh, as such a late pick in the in this last draft playing for Dayton a team I obviously didn't follow very much in college sports this past year but yeah like I said there's just not much there for Phoenix and, and so even if one of those two dudes between Hakez and Jovic plays like I think minus four is a steal if neither of them play it's probably pretty accurately priced I don't know if you want to uh, go too hard on it but I, full discrepancy I put half a unit on it for myself already so if you want to tail that feel free and the last bet that I actually haven't made, but I am about to make, and I'm locking it now so that I can make sure I'm telling you the correct price that I'm getting at, is minus three here as I click on this for a half a unit on the Jazz to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves scare me because they beat a, a pretty good uh, New Orleans Pelicans team in, on Friday when things opened up, um, and that was pretty impressive the way they came back and then won by that won that one by fourteen. Like I said, a couple three or so legit NBA players, including Dyson Daniels, Eric Liddell, um, that are both on the Pellies, and they they ended up winning that game with some impressive performances from Josh Mylot, um, who might be pretty good. Uh, Wendell Moore had a pretty bad first half, but then they came back and won based on all the strength of his play in the second half, uh, and then Brandon Williams. I, I Oh, sorry, I should also mention Leonard Miller. He's definitely an NBA-ready player. Played for the G League Ignite last year with Scoot and uh, looked pretty good as a guy who um, has gotten a lot bigger uh, since he was about 6'4", like two years ago, and then grew to six. Now he's like seven feet tall, basically. So he still has a three-point shot um, and is pr pretty skilled with the ball in his hands as well. So he could be a really, really nice um, big player for them, Leonard Miller. So they have a decent team as well, but I just love this, uh, this Utah team. Um, and I really, really love Keontae George, who I watched play against the Clippers on Saturday night and score 105 points that did the uh, the Jazz in that game because they also have uh, Ochai Akbaji, who is also NBA-ready and had a pretty nice season uh, when he got in at the end uh, for the Jazz last year, uh, playing sort of a really nice forward position, small forward or so for them as a guy who can also shoot, actually attempted 10 threes in that last game. So I, I like Agbaji and also uh, Keontae George, who I'll talk about even more. And then Micah Potter as well is another uh, solid rotational player, at least at this level. We'll see if he can crack into the Jazz rotation at all, uh, you know, during the regular season. But Keontae George definitely will be in that lineup um, and, and will be getting some time for a team that is not very, you know, heavy in, on the, in the guards uh, and is going to need some help there. And, and I think he's going to be playing already. So the Jazz to beat the, the Timberwolves by three, I still think it's a good bet, even though, I, like I said, this Timberwolves team has some some surprisingly nice guys on their squad uh but i, I still think that utah uh, rotation is just so much better and uh, similarly i don't know if you can expect to see agbaji after this game so he'll he'll be going out i think and, and trying to score a lot uh and then keontae george honestly if he shows out again and they've seen all they need
need to see. I don't know if you really want to bring him out uh, for too many more games. He might have at least one more after this, but I still think he's liable to, to show out 24 shots in that last one is another good reason to feel like, uh, you know, he's going to get his legs under him uh, and, and get there. So the, there's just not really any value anymore other than them to win the game. Like I'm not seeing anything for player props um, that would really entice me to, you know, want to, to, to take anything. Cause even, you know, Agbaji to get 25 is like my, is plus, 300 um at 25 seems like a lot Keontae George 25 I know he just had 33 but like 25 for him is plus 300 it's still high you know and, and especially if they want to get a few more guys in there uh there was a few guys that could have played and just didn't get time in the last one on the edge of the bench maybe that's a, a situation that you want to get them in a bit more but we'll see either way like I said minus three for Utah over the Timberwolves is something that I feel pretty good about as well and just to finish things off, I just want to have a brief convo about the uh, offensive, well, offensive. This is the NBA. There is no offensive or defensive, just rookie of the year. Uh, and, and talk about, you know, Wemby's minus 130, which I think, you know, if anybody has likes Wemby, um, you know, I don't think that the first two games should scare you. If you're like, no, he's still a lock. I, I love him at, at seven five and he's going to have a high usage on that team. Yada, yada, yada. Minus 130 for him is not a bad play. It's not great odds for me to like lock up like a legit bet of like five, 10 units or something like that, where I'm really looking to make some, some decent return and not just bet like a hundred bucks and just have a hundred bucks out there to make like 80. Right. And have that be the case until you just lock that in for, for now and not get it paid on it until next summer. Like it just doesn't really seem worth it at minus minus one thirty. So the uh, Wemby's good though. Like, let's just be very, very, very clear. I saw him play twice um, and I, I'm not going to get too much into it. I'm sure you, you've heard other podcasts talk about how, you know, he, hopefully you've heard people say like, don't panic. He's still good. He's not a bust uh, by any means. He needs to figure out a lot. And there's a lot we could talk about. Needs to get stronger, probably needs to play closer to the rim than he, that he has been. Like, I, I don't think he should be Kevin Durant. I, I think he should be uh, much more of like an around the rim, head above the rim, um, getting tipping flying in almost playing like rim to rim but obviously has the threat to shoot like you still want him to shoot but I would just rather have him be a little bit more spotted up as a stretch guy rather than have him you know try to um, dribble himself into a three come off the dribble is what I'm struggling to say uh, and pop like I really would rather have him set as just a threat that pulls the other big man away from the basket but more often than not would much rather have him just spry and springy around the basket where nobody can get as high as he can. So he'll be fine. I'm not going to bet anything with him at minus 130, though. I do want to talk about three other dudes, and I've already started on Keontae George, so I'll just finish by saying he was 100-1 to at Bet Rivers, if you have an account there. I think he is down to 81, as they've realized that like FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars all have him at about 80-1, to Keontae George, to win Rookie of the Year. I'm looking up for a guy, though, who's going to get stats. And he's at that price, like I, I might sprinkle here. I'm not hitting him yet in terms of Keontae George. I think you can still get him, you know, at really good money, even like maybe right as the season starts. Maybe you see a couple games. Um, but I, I would say don't wait too long, uh, even if he has another great game, you know, here tonight uh, uh, against the um, uh, the Timberwolves, as I expect, like it's going to go down probably a little bit. So I, I, maybe you want to wait one more, one or two more uh, summer league games, but like it's dropping and the, the hundred to one that was on bet rivers dropped because of that 33 point outburst. Right. And if he has anything like that, again, maybe that 80 to one looks a little bit more like 60 to one. And, and that's, that's some juice I don't want to lose. So as I'm talking to you guys about it, I'm realizing I might hit that here in a second. Uh, and, and so I just want to put that out there for those of you who think that, but he is the real deal. He, he dropped all the way to 16 and should not have, but 
teams were worried about his 34% three point shooting uh, in his last season at Baylor. And I just, I don't think that's fair. Like he was a volume guy who was definitely trying to get a ton of shots on that Baylor team, uh, you know, and be the focal point of the offense, uh, which he was. And, and that, that'll, you know, help your, your three point percentage dip. If you'd rather force a shot up because you know, your team needs you that badly versus the way he's going to be able to play alongside marketing. And, and he's a playmaker as well. And he's showing that 10 assists in that first game. He he's always, he is a little bit more of a shooter, but that playmaking ability is there for a team that needs it, uh, needs a true point guard. And, and I think he might be a really, really good playmaking threat from deep at point for this team moving forward. So I'm, I'm liking the way the jazz are shaping up and, and those odds for him are great. So then let's just talk about scoot before I get to my this scoot and Amon. And, and Scoot and Amon impressed the hell out of me. No game was more fun to watch than the Blazers and the Rockets when they squared off. And no game was more disappointing uh, when two guys, both of them, got hurt in that game and had to leave in the second half. And we didn't see them again. Um, and then we didn't see Scoot in that that game against Wemby. There's no point in, in rushing him back either. Uh, so he and Amon can both be ready for the beginning of the season. But just starting with Scoot, because he's the name you've all heard even more than Amon Thompson, and, and probably not that many people watch the overtime elite league where Amon played his ball with his brother, Osser. Um, but Scoot playing uh, in the G League, we did see him if you watched him square off against uh, Wembenyama in their uh, that, that USA game. But look, Scoot at plus 400 on DraftKings is just a way better bet uh, than than it, uh, Wemby is at the uh, minus 130 on, on, on DraftKings or FanDuel. It's just like he's a superstar, man. He can get around you with his left. He can get around you with his right. Uh, he has a decent jumper. Like, it's not broken. He's going to need to work on it. And that's what you do in the NBA every single day is you shoot probably even more shots than he took when he was in the G League, uh, you know, and he'll be expected to to rectify that. And the, he went five for 13 in that first game, um, playing, you know, two and a half quarters, essentially, for, for the, uh, the Blazers, who looked really nice as well. Uh, but look, at plus 400, like, he's going to be putting up stats. And that's what you're looking for is like, which guy is not, you don't even have to necessarily be the better player, but who's going to have better stats and who's going to be on a better team. Honestly, I, I mean, even if the Spurs are, are better than people think they might be like, they're probably still not going to be as good as the trailblazers. In my opinion, even if Dame leaves, which he probably should, like, and he, he's going. So, you know, he wants that trade. I would feel really good about trading him, you know, knowing that I have scoop, but obviously they don't want to get 50 cents on the dollar for Dame. So we'll see if Dame is there. Obviously that impacts scoop. And I, I do want to see how that works itself out. I don't know that at plus 400, though, like it's going to drop too much if Dame does get traded. So maybe you do want to wait. I mean, I think it's inevitable, so I don't know that, that you really have to. But if you would feel comfortable knowing that Dame is not playing in Portland, because it's not a guarantee that he, you know, he could very well play game one in a Portland Trailblazers jersey. And if Dame is there until even like the trade deadline, like, man, that could eat into Scoot's, uh, you know, obviously his stats. But um, if he's not there, plus 400 for him to, to be the guy, he's going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to be the He's going to be the Dame Lillard without the three, and he'll have to facilitate a bit more um, because of the fact that he, you know, he's going to have to be dribble and driving. But man, he can really just get around anybody with that level of quickness, first step, and strength. It's hard to knock him off of his line to the basket. I just really loved what I saw from Scoot, man, and he's going to make stuff happen and be involved. So uh, he's not a bad bet at plus 400. And let me finish things off by talking about Amon Thompson, who was. A guy I just hadn't seen enough, so that's why he, I'm, I'm coming across as like shocked at how good he was, especially watching him live. But man, like he is nice, six foot seven, uh, with an 
incredible handle, very strong, doesn't look it right away. And he'll need to get a little bit bigger, but against those guys in terms of rooks, second year guys and guys that are still around his size, like he's, he got where he wanted to get, uh, knocking guys off of him. There was one play where he just sort of went behind the back. Some dude kind of came in and tried to like reach in and slap at it. And he just hit his, his, the, the defender hit Amon's chest with his face and just kind of fell back and then got a blocking call and Amon got free throws. And like that with combined with, uh, the playmaking, the, the court vision was incredible. Had a couple like look off passes um, that got guys wide open. Like he's a passer that gets his players open, right? You know, those guys who pass you into open spots, uh, guys like Chris Paul, may, you know, come to mind where it's like, go to where I'm passing you the ball and you will have a wide open shot. Uh, and that's the kind of guy that Amon Thompson looked like right away, playing with some really solid players on that solid Houston Rockets summer league team. Cam Whitmore looks really good. Um, and then obviously Jabari Smith has been stealing headlines, dropping 30 points here and there uh, in, in so far in two games, dominating James Wiseman in Detroit. I do think he's going to be pretty good at this point uh, is Jabari Smith. And he, probably is going to be what we thought he was but more importantly i'm in thompson's 37 plus 3700 so that's 37 to 1 on FanDuel versus like plus 2500 not like actually plus 2500 25 to 1 on DraftKings. huge discrepancy there uh in terms of the, the 37 to 1 versus 25 and everywhere else that you'll find i'm in thompson for rookie of the year you'll also see uh that it's it's going to be much worse than that 3700 on FanDuel. uh so i would try to probably grab that quick if you believe in what i'm saying because uh he's also going to have the opportunity to put up uh, a lot of stats obviously we want to see what Jalen green does and, and how well he plays alongside him but like Amon's the point guard uh and Amon's going to be running this offense so uh i think he's going to be an incredible player and like turn into somebody that uh that that we're saying like oh if you get Amon thompson on your team you have the start of, of a championship squad for sure whether he's eventually be the second or third even maybe one day the first best player on a championship team it's not out of the realm of possibility at all obviously depending a little bit on what he has around him but the future's bright for Amon. so 37 to 1 for him to win rookie of the year feels like a pretty good bet and that is all the time that I have for you today in this opening podcast. Thanks for sticking around, listening along. I will uh, get this posted for you guys and then put up the picks, hopefully in the description as well um, and see how that goes for you. But hopefully you at least enjoy listening for 20, 25 minutes of this podcast and continue to follow along. Like I said, as I will be back every day doing this, especially summer league, get back into MLB regular season, WNBA. And finally, when we get back to NFL and NBA regular season stuff, we'll be all over that with you. Like and subscribe, continue to follow along at JL Boogie, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.